In this episode, we interview Jana Daszkowska, International Projects Lead at Zaporuka Foundation, an organization that supports families with children affected by cancer and creates conditions for families to be together during treatment. All right. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode. Today, we have the honor of interviewing another uh, nonprofit that's based in Ukraine. Uh, today, we're graced by the presence of Jana Daszkowska, who is the International Projects Lead at Zaporuka Foundation. Jana, thank you so much for your time today. So uh, per usual, we like to start with having you uh, just give an overarching mission statement. What is the role of Zaporuka Foundation? What do you guys, what do you do? My name is Jana Daszkowska, as you told you already, mm-hmm. and I'm responsible for international project at Zaporuka Foundation. Zaporuka Foundation uh, is an organization that is quite old for Ukraine. It was founded in 2008 uh, by my colleague Natalia Onipko, who is the president of the organization. And uh, uh, the mission of our organization is uh, for families to be together during cancer treatment. That's the idea that formed, uh, that we formed during these years of working with helping uh, to help kids with cancer. We understood that one of the main problems is for kids uh, that they cannot be together with both parents during treatment. And of course, uh, as uh, the uh, healthcare system is Ukra- in Ukraine is uh, underfinanced and underdeveloped, we have to go to departments, to hospital, to buy medicines, to buy medical supplies, equipment, all this stuff. But still, uh, our main idea is to give uh, children the house where they can be together and that's why our main project is called Dacha, Dacha House. It's the house where the families can can live during cancer treatment. Both mothers, fathers and even siblings can come and be together. Uh, and uh, we, uh, before the war, we started to build uh, building our big own house, which is modern, which is uh, adapted uh, in all possible ways uh, for kids to be comfortable. Uh, we had we have room for handicaps, handicapped children. We, we, we wanted it to be perfect for children. That's why we involved the best designers who work for free just to make, make it happen. Wow. Wow. So, so Jana, why you? Why did you want to be involved in, 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 in getting engaged with the organization? Uh, well, it, it was not a conscious choice because I was a young girl when I came to this foundation. It was from the first year, in fact. I'm work, I have been working for 13 years for this organization. And uh, um, I came to work because uh, I knew foreign languages. It's, uh, I, I studied foreign languages at the universities. At the university, uh, English was my major, and then also I spoke, speak Italian. And this organization has uh, very deep connections with other Italian organizations. And that's why it was very useful, because I can communicate both with our English-speaking partners and our Italian-speaking partners. And Sometimes I have to translate from English into Italian and vice versa. <laughs> that's why uh, that's what I do uh, well. And of course, uh, uh, it's very important that uh, our office is uh, in this house, Dacia. And we are in close connection with families, with kids. Uh, we see them every day. And, uh, you know, 
it's very important that you can feel what you do directly. Many families are like our friends in many situations. We see kids, we like speak with them every day. We spoke with them every day, yes. And you see the meaning of what you do and the families, how they smile being together, how children are happy to see their fathers. And it's, it's inspires to do what we are doing. Yeah. yeah. So if, so say for example, if your organization wasn't, wasn't a thing, uh, what would be the normal experience of the kids? Would they be completely disconnected from their families as they were going through treatments or what, what would be the experience? Um, yeah, it's the problem that uh, in Ukraine, uh, the concepts, for example, of day hospital was not uh, in what was in use for many years. Uh, our organization was the first who started speaking that it's important uh, for kids uh, because cancer treatment is usually a long one and it takes a year or even more for, for kids to finish to complete the uh, the course of treatment and uh, during this time it happens that uh, the kids stay only with the mother at the hospital and then the father remains uh, at home come and sleep for example because there is no space there is no rooms uh, available for such for such for such situations and uh, uh, we understood that it's it's bad it also we know from our psychologists that very often it happens that fa families are destroyed because of such situations and uh, it it was in 2009 that we opened our first house it is a rented house um, and uh, we had a big problem because um, the families that uh, gave us that house, at first they were like okay with it, but then there are a lot of uh, stereotypes in Ukraine about cancer, that, that it can be contagious in some way. Unfortunately, there is such an ignorance. In Interesting. I don't think I've ever heard that. Why do you think that is? Why, why is there, <laughs> what caused that? Uh, well, because uh, people are ignorant sometimes, they don't understand that uh, some, some people speak about auras like that it can harm your aura in some way, that uh, if you are in contact with people who have cancer, then it can influence you in some, some way. Unfortunately, it happens, and especially... Uh, among all the people in Ukraine, and we have such situation even in villages uh, that uh, people become like parias when their children are ill. So unfortunately, wow. it happens. We, we try to destroy these stereotypes. We we have campaigns uh, for kids uh, to tell that childhood cancer, in, in most cases, can be cured, and uh, most children have future because. Childhood cancer, childhood cancer is different from adults. And uh, the cells, uh, they are, um, grow very quickly. And that's why they can, be, they can change uh, those that are affected by cancer. And like in developed countries, it's almost 80% of children who survive. And in our country, it's like 60 because we lack many things, but still we are working to improve it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so have you been with the foundation since the beginning? Yeah, from the first yeah. days. 
Wow. Um, how many houses do you have multiple houses now? Or do you, do you have like one big house? Do you still have the original house that you're renting from? What's kind of the setup now? Uh, we had three houses, but one after another, different uh, rentals. Uh, and the last one uh, was like we were, we had to open new house in June, uh, which is almost uh, ready, almost complete. It is big house because in our actual house, it's like six rooms only for six families. It's not, not enough. We understand it. And in in the bigger one, uh, we will have we, we will have fourteen rooms, and it. It, it it will be uh, for all the families that that are treated in the department with which we work. And uh, our idea was to grow this uh, network. And we also work not only in Kyiv, in the capital of Ukraine, but also in, in Lviv, the city in Western Ukraine, that now became our like base because many people have to go there. And we, we wanted to open such house there because there is also a department, big department that uh, uh, accepts kids from all the Western part of Ukraine for treatment. Gotcha. So it makes sense to have your headquarters near that, right? Because that's probably yeah, yeah. where most of the kids are coming. Yeah. Now it, and, it's like this. Yeah. Are the, are the rooms used for the actual kids to have treatment or is it more so for the family to stay there like overnight or... Um, yeah, what's the main use? Um, uh, no, it, they don't receive treatments in the uh, room because for now it's not it's impossible, um, even legally speaking, right. in Ukraine. But um, the idea is to, to to introduce it. For example, we want uh, uh, usually our kids stay between hemocycles. Or when they receive radiotherapy, for example, in the morning they go to the hospital, receive the cycle, and then come back. And also they go to have some blood tests or anything. And the, what we wanted to start with a new house, just uh, for the nurse to come to the house to take blood, blood tests, uh, because in the in such a way children shouldn't go to the hospital very early every day. Uh, and to, that's the idea we wanted to test, but now right. we. It's right. It's for the it just, future. It just makes it a lot easier on the kids to, yeah, to yeah. have that. Yep. That makes yeah. sense. Um, how have you been able to kind of measure or track how many kids you've been impacting? How, like how many kids have you have come through the houses that you all manage and how many families over the past, what, 14 years uh, now? Well, uh, in the houses we had, we helped more than 1,500 kids uh, every wow. year. It's like about 100 kids in our house. But also we have uh, we have the house. It's only one of our projects. Also, we provide medicines. We have rehabilitation ser service for kids. In our hospital, there are many kids with bone cancers, and that's why they need physical rehabilitation after surgeries. Every year, for example, 50 kids receive this service. And even now, our uh, physical therapists, uh, they try to uh, give uh, like online consultations for kids in different regions who are now uh, in safe uh, houses uh, and also we have psychological service uh, our psychologists work in the departments in the hospitals with kids with their parents so we, our idea is to have like comprehensive support 
right. families who face such a situation as cancer, such a situation yeah. as very serious disease. Yeah, to, to be with the kids and with the family throughout that journey of, of getting the treatment and then post-treatment services. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you you have the one big building that you said is is going to be done in June. Did I catch that right? Or is yeah. it the next building? It's uh, our first building that will be of our own, not rental. Yes. yes. Yeah. Building from zero from... Yeah. Yeah. In, it was our dream to have this house. <laughs> wow. When did when did the construction start? Uh, three years ago. Wow. And it's almost done. Only a couple months oh. away. Yeah, almost done. Wow. Uh, now interior works. Uh, we're underway. Yep. And, and and you said this is Western Ukraine. So of course, being conscious of the, where the 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 main. Uh, kind of geography of the war is going on right now. Do you anticipate? Well, first of all, you said you have a house or you had a house that's in Kiev? This house also, the new one is in Kiev. Everything is in Kiev. In Lviv, it was just a planned project. Mm. It, it hasn't started yet. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Um, obviously, the I'm, I'm assuming the war is impacting the plans. Um, how, so you're in Poland right now. You said you had to, you, you evacuated to Poland. Um, how do you, how do you see the war impacting the organization in the short term? Like, do you have uh, to put the construction on pause, I'm assuming, or um, of, of the main headquarters building? Well, uh, yeah, well, our team works everywhere where we worked before. Uh, one of our team members remains in Kyiv and she oversees everything in Kyiv. Uh, Natalia is now in Lviv uh, and she coordinates all the activities from Lviv. And I'm here because I uh, work for evacuation of children uh, who can yep. be evacuated. Uh, wow. So we are working everywhere. For example, uh, in Kyiv today, we managed to send medicines that came to us as, a, as humanitarian aid. It, yep. it was, to tell the truth, it was not for kids. It was for adults because most kids were evacuated from that hospital, but adults, especially those who are in terrible condition, they cannot be evacuated. And Although this way from Kiev, from Lviv to Kyiv, it's really dangerous because near Kyiv there are uh, zones that where there are some combats, everything. But we have uh, volunteers who who are ready to take such a such a journey. And now we know that everything was okay, and they came to Kyiv and, and brought uh, what they had. And then uh, we uh, we are trying to evacuate as many children as possible, um, and we we receive uh, our organization worked mainly in Kiev and in Lviv, but now we receive kids from all over Ukraine from different hospitals. Uh, we help them to um, process documents, the papers. Um, uh, for example, we need to translate the uh, medical records. We need to collect the passports because everything uh, we have to uh, to give everything to the hospitals uh, uh, abroad for them to be able to decide where this or that child can go, depending wow. on the diagnosis. 
And um, for example, me here, I received I received kids who arrived by the bu- by the bus from Lviv, uh, and uh, then uh, our Italian partners they organized medical. And now I am um, now in this town of Zeshov. It's near the border. Every also we go to um, refugees camps that are organized um, uh, along the border. And we speak with families there trying to understand what we can do in psychological, maybe some psychological support. There are many organizations working there, um, providing food, uh, medicines. Um, so I met people, for example, from Kharkiv region. And uh, Kharkiv was the city Almost um, some of the uh, parts of the city were completely destroyed, and uh, yep. children uh, who came here, they really many people still in this trauma. They they cannot uh, process the situation now. That's what yeah. we want to understand for the future, because maybe we with our Italian partners we will organize some platform for psychological support for for Ukrainian refugees too. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That kind of re- reusing and, and using the same resources that you have to help with uh, the psychological impacts of, of cancer, but kind of repurposing them for a kind of a new need if there is additional help needed for the, uh, what's going on with the war and kind of the, the trauma that's related to that. Uh, so that makes a lot you. of sense. And yes, yeah, speaking about the house, our rental house is closed now. Uh, and to, we took took away everything because uh, the rent was like coming to an end. Our contract was coming to an end uh, as we planned to to start everything in June. Um, That's why we gave everything that we didn't didn't need uh, for Kyiv people who remain in in Kyiv and maybe they need some uh, furniture, some some computers because people now are organizing the defense. So the city, those volunteers that help us to bring medicines are the same people who participate in the, uh, as we call it, territorial defense of Kyiv and everything. Uh, The first, uh, the kids who remained in our house, Dacia, they were evacuated the first day to Western Ukraine and they are already in Italy for treatment. And uh, the the new house, there is uh, one father of, of the girl we evacuated, as you, maybe you know that men from Ukraine, they cannot uh, uh, cross the border. All men from 18 to 60, they, they stay in the country, um, either they work or they go to the army, anything. And uh, one of the fathers, he remained like the guard of the new house. Yep. Because uh, the security uh, company, uh, their guards all went to work. And they couldn't yeah. couldn't stay there. And that father decided that that's the job he will do for us now, as his uh, his daughter is uh, receives treatment abroad. Wow! Wow! That is amazing. That is amazing. And he helps us also a lot because he has his own car, and if, if anything is needed in Kiev, he helps us to bring things from one place to another. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so it sounds like you've been able to evacuate and, and er, really early on evacuate all of the kids that are in your programming. And most of them are in Italy now still continuing their treatment. Um, it, it sounds like your partnerships with Italy um, are, are really 
good um, to to have that type of a response. Are there a lot of kids left? Um, maybe that if you have insight into it, that have similar conditions uh, or need similar treatment, and have they all been evacuated out of Ukraine, and and have they all found places to continue treatment and be supported? Oh. For sure, not all kids were evacuated. Uh, today, I received a part of documents that I will elaborate later because next week, uh, new plans, uh, uh, new planes are programmed. And uh, also, we work with other organizations uh, that support kids with cancer. We all united unite our effort to help as many kids as possible. And also here in Poland, there is a camp organized by St. Jude Hospital, a very famous uh, uh, hospital from the U.S. And uh, they also help uh, kids. Uh, they, they organize a the place uh, where they can stay in transit between different hospitals. And for example, if we don't have our own kids that we found in some hospitals in Ukraine, we take their kids from that St. Jude camp and we are direct contact with the representative of St. Jude camp because we have to work all together to help as many kids as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, so uh, Jana, the, the work that your organization is doing is amazing. The pivot that you've made to, to support sp specifically the kids, but of course, people that are still in Kiev defending the country um, is, is really honorable. And um, it's just it's crazy that we're having this conversation and, and that this is going on. But uh, the organization is, is, is doing some really amazing things. How could people learn more and get engaged and what type of support do you usually look for, um, whether it be donations, whether it be people, volunteers, et cetera? So two questions, where can people find you? And two, what type of engagement do you look for? Uh, well, we have our site, the Zaboruka.org UA. Uh, it's uh, our site and there, there are all possible ways of donating us. Also from, from the US, uh, uh, there is such a platform as Global Giving. We are present yes. at that platform and we published uh, the project about our, it's very short project because these are the, the most basic needs we have now. It's like buying medicines, medical supplies uh, and food for kids and also adults who remain in Ukraine and also transportation for those kids that can be evacuated and will be evacuated. And it's called uh, Help Kids in Ukraine in Time of War. And you, you can go to the Global Game platform. Every donation will go for this course. Um, and well, as for volunteers, well, we need volunteers for translation, <laughs> but I'm not sure that people uh, speak Ukrainian. I, I, I involve all my friends, my network, because we have to translate lots of medical documents. And even yep. if people are not very good with medical terms, um, it, uh, they can translate like the basics. And then I check because I have lots of experience of translating medical documents. That's what we need now. And well, uh, we need volunteers who, who, who are not afraid of war. <laughs> and we have, unfortunately, we have many men and also women, brave men and brave women who, who take this job. Yeah. Right. Wow. 
Well, Yana, um, I think we've covered everything that we, we wanted to. Is there anything you want to leave us with before we wrap it up here? Any, any final comments? I would like to thank all people all over the world and people from the U.S. for helping Ukraine, for thinking about Ukraine. I received many messages of support and uh, we hope this war, this war ends soon. But for us, the only way to end it is to win because it's our existence as a nation is at stake. And uh, it's in the, we help kids and kids is our future. And only by winning this war for them, we will have future and they will have future. And I'm very grateful for you for contacting us, for telling about our work. And thank you very much. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, really appreciate all the amazing work you're doing. And we're, we're honored to share the work that you're doing and, and drive engagement and, and, and send some people your way um, and, and, and donations, of course. So thank you so much for your time, Yana. Thank you for inviting us. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you know of a great organization or individual leaving a positive impact, we'd love to tell their story. Check us out and contact us at gtzp.org. Don't forget, for more stories like this, you could also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Instagram followers are link trees in the bio. And for podcast listeners, we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks for listening and see you again soon.